A reading from the Gospel of John. Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and still you do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. Believe me that I am the Father and the Father is in me, but if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This gospel is a familiar one, and I suppose, I would suspect many of you who have attended funerals at Emmanuel have heard at least the first portion of this gospel frequently in that space. It is a common gospel for us to hear at a celebration of life. I personally love it for celebrations of life. The idea that God has created many dwelling places for us. And to start that prayer, to start or be in that service with the line, do not let your hearts be troubled, gives a beautiful pastoral response to the multitude of feelings that comes with the celebration of life. I often in a funeral will focus on the way in which God has created and prepared for us dwelling places. Places where we go when we depart this world, when we pass through the gates of eternal life. I use this gospel for comfort, for hope. It takes on a very different context, though, when we hear it in a Sunday service. When we hear it not for comfort for those who we've lost, but for our own life. For the life we live day in and day out, here and now. I always take comfort from the fact that the disciples who are supposed to be our example of how to follow Jesus still struggle with all of this, even though they are there to see the risen Christ. So for us, it should be doubly hard and doubly confusing, and yet God still has grace. I'm drawn to this concept of dwelling, 
the way in which God creates dwelling places for us, the way in which God dwells in Christ and Christ in him, the way in which we are called to dwell with God. For our faith in our life is not about what happens to us after we die, but how we live here and now. How I believe we are called to dwell with God in our daily lives. How to be with God and Christ. How to live into our Christianity. How to live into our faith. To dwell is usually how we think of our physical home where we live geographically, regionally, whatever it is. It becomes a very physical thing, especially now as we spend 99.9% of our times in our dwellings. But I believe God is calling us to something more than just how we dwell in our homes or are members of a church. I am thinking through this gospel and reminded of uh, Heidegger's teachings and writings on dwellings. Now, I know just enough about Heidegger to probably get it all very wrong. Heidegger is not the easiest philosopher to understand, but Heidegger spent a significant amount of time talking about dwellings and talking about the concept of poetic dwelling. For Heidegger, everything was about being. How do we be? How do we live? How do we exist? And in terms of dwelling, Heidegger connected the way in which we dwell to be the way in which we live into our full being. For Heidegger, we dwell in this world at its fullest in a fourfold way. We dwell on the earth, under the sky, with the divinities, and with mortals. Super simple and clear, right? The way in which we dwell is not about the physical place we live, but the way we live in relation to the earth and the sky, to the sacred and the divine, and to all who are mortal around us. To dwell is relational. And the way in which we dwell with this fourfold is the way in which we live into our fullest being. If we take this into our Christian concepts, into the way in which we understand how we might dwell with God, I believe we are being called and can learn from Heidegger's confusing yet thoughtful writings about how we are meant to live in this world, how we can live into our fullest being as created children of God, that we live relationally. We live relationally to the earth that we live on and with, that we cultivate and nourish, that we live in relationship and thoughtfulness with the sacred and the divine, and we live in relationship and thoughtfulness to all who dwell on this world with us, not just those in our immediate dwelling or household or region, but thoughtfulness for the whole world. Heidegger says that it is easier to un understand this concept by how we don't do it than by how we do. He especially points 
to the way in which technology and industry draw us away from living into our full being, away from living into the fourfoldness that he describes. That when we consume, that when we look at everything as a means to an end, to profit, to success, that we lose touch with our reality. We lose touch with that connection to the earth and the sky and the divinities and the mortals. We are so used to focusing on the world in terms of what we can gain, how we can put ourselves ahead, how we can succeed and thrive for our own family, that we can greatly lose touch with what it truly means to dwell with God. To dwell with God is to live counterculturally to the world in which we live. To dwell with God and believe that God dwells in us calls us to a different way of living. To be in this world with a radical care for the earth. To be in this world with a radical care for all who live on this planet. To care for those who don't look like us to be outraged by injustice that exists throughout our country and throughout our world, to let our hearts break and be moved by tragedy and loss, even if it does not touch our personal lives, to break down the walls we usually build up to protect ourselves and our families, to care for those outside of our own realm, To dwell with God is not necessarily an easy thing. While in a funeral and celebration of life, we can point to it as a way in which we seek comfort when we pass through the gates of immortal life or pass through the gates of eternal life. When we are living into that idea here and now, we are calling ourselves to be uncomfortable, to be outraged, by the way in which our society and our world exist for success and for money and for power, to be outraged by injustice and racism and sexism in the world, and to speak out for the earth, the sky, the divinities, and the mortals. This fourfold way of being is not what we do just for God, but we do it for ourselves because it is how we live into our truest sense of being, our truest sense of self. It is how we live and act out that belief that we deeply believe in God and have come to know God through the scriptures, through our prayers, and through our relationships with one another. Today is a day in our society where we traditionally uphold mothers and mothering. I always find it to be a somewhat complicated day, even as I celebrate my children and they celebrate me in their own ways as much as a four and two year old can. But I am always reminded of the way in which these sorts of days can also be heartbreaking and tragic for those who yearn to be mothers and are not, 
have lost mothers or children, who have complicated relationships with family. This is how we, be, we are called to be in the world. Yes, to celebrate what we feel called to celebrate, but to grieve and name the heartbreak that might be existing around us. So to those whose hearts break today, I see you, I pray with you, and I sit with you, as does God. For God dwells in us and we dwell with God. And so in our heartbreaks and in our celebrations, God is there and we are called to be with one another. Is what we live out in community. It's easier for us to do it within our community with those whom we know, to grieve and to celebrate with those in our close-knit circle of this church community. But perhaps today we can consider the way in which we are called to do that for the whole world, for those who we do not know, for those who do not look like us, because God dwells in them as deeply as God dwells in us. And God wants for us to live into our fullest and truest selves as Christians, to be in this world, to dwell within it as our fullest beings as God's given creation. Amen. We continue together on page six 